Welcome to Business Beyond Usual. My name is Arpit Sharma and we are recording live from Ross School of Business once again. I'm here with Thomas J. Clerk and Vivek Verma and today we are going to be chatting about all the ways social impact can be integrated in your MBA at Ross. Before we get started though, we wanted to encourage you to get in touch. We always love engaging with our listeners and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at bbupodcast at umech.edu. That is bbupodcast at umech.edu. Follow us on Instagram at ross underscore bbu. That is again at ross underscore bbu. And feel free to DM us there as well. Ask us any questions, suggest episode topics or just say hello. We'll spend time at the beginning of each show, reading some of your messages and answering any questions that you might have. Well, now let's hear from our amazing panel. So before we dive into the big question of whether or not MBAs can actually care about the world, um, let's hear about your backgrounds. I'll kick us off myself. So I'm Thomas DeClerc. Um, I'm one of the hosts today. And pre-ROS, I was uh, very much involved in social impact. I spent four years of my career at UNESCO, so the UN for Culture, Science, and Education. And um, yeah, in general, definitely felt like I wanted a more business background to see how business can change the world. And so that was my main driver to go into an MBA, but we'll dive into that later. But yeah, Alexis, maybe you want to introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Alexis Cooper. I'm an MBA one and I come from an artistic background. So I worked for about three to four years in concert production for the performing arts before business school. So backstage working with artists like Yo-Yo Ma, people always ask me, like, who, <laughs> who, who did you work with? I know. And I was like, if you're a classical musician, you'll know a lot of people. I... <laughs> But so, so did concert production and all those logistics, um, and then also worked in general nonprofit management for a leadership and professional development uh, nonprofit. Uh, so, yeah, I decided to go to business school because I kind of wanted to make a switch, but definitely have noticed that I've kept that mission driven streak with me while I'm here and moving into my post MBA goals, which we can we will probably touch on later. Yeah, for sure. Anna, how about you? What's your background? Where are you from? Yeah. Um, first of all, I am so excited to hear about both of you guys' background <laughs> a little bit more, especially all the art stuff. Um, but I'm from LA and I was doing work in homeless services for about two years and then working in affordable housing real estate development for two years following that. And I had always planned to go back to grad school. It was just a matter of what it was going to be for and when it was going to happen. And so when it finally did, people were telling me, you should really look into the MBA programs because I was only going to do urban planning at the time. So yeah, it ended up making sense to me. I was like, okay, I could, I could figure out how, you know, the money plays into all of this and how to scale my impact potentially. Uh, but yeah, we could talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Yeah, for sure. Vivek, how about you? Yeah. So next up, we do know that Ross has a lot of social impact resources available. Maybe for our listeners who aren't familiar yet with those, can you just share which ones you've been involved with and which one you know of? Yeah, I could start first. Um, I've kind of tried a lot of things here because <laughs> I I really made it my mission to take advantage of a lot of the resources, although not a lot of them really fit in the end. So I've tried to dare to dream a little bit and didn't get all the way through. Um, I've been involved in the business and impact community, but I actually haven't been in any of their programming. I just pop in here and there. But I know a lot of the founders and the design fellows, and I was going to be a founder myself, but ended up deciding it just wasn't going to fit my schedule. And then 
Michigan Business Challenge. They have an impact track, um, which I got to round two of. That was fun. And Innovation in Action, which I'm currently part of. Yeah. And so some of the other uh, opportunities to get involved in impact at Ross that I know a lot of my classmates have gotten involved in is the Net Impact Club, which is a huge group here, along with the Nonprofit Board Fellows Program, which is like, I not that I was, I was pleasantly surprised, but I was like, it was like pretty competitive. Like people... Yeah. People were really interested in, um, you know, getting the chance to work on a board that's local to like the Detroit Ann Arbor area, which is a really great way to not only get involved in the social impact arena if you come from a more traditional business background, but then also getting outside of like the Ross bubble and getting to know the community in which you are, you know, at school and living in, and working in. Good that you actually mentioned that because these opportunities are actually very, very competitive at Ross. One of the things that you also mentioned, uh, which was business plus impact, which actually has multiple offerings, which includes a course that you could take. It also includes multiple involvements, which could be probably with some entrepreneurs at Ross. And it is very hard to actually get your foot into the door. But another good thing about Ross is that there are more than 100 ways to create impact. And that is something that you can actually look up. So it is on the Ross website, on the University of Michigan website. And there are too many ways to actually contribute to the society. And uh, I am still in my first year, so I'm thinking how many things I can cross off that checklist over the next one and a half years. But that is something that is actually very, very exciting. Yeah, I think we can start off by looking into the B-plus side resources right away ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, so another one I thought about when you were talking about the nonprofit board fellows is Poverty Solutions. That isn't within Ross, but it's um, part of the university and they have multiple researchers involved in different disciplines. It's quite easy to find a job with them and engage in sort of research. And all of it is mostly based in Detroit. I did some work that was about social capital in Detroit and put together some sort of like a paper for them, which was really cool. But yeah, there's a lot of outside of Ross opportunities too that we could definitely look into. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, I personally was involved in like the Center for Positive Organizations, which social impact can be defined in, I think, so like, you know, sustainability, community impact, you know, Michigan Ross strongly believes like business can and should change the world. And I think there's many opportunities of actually doing that while you're at school, if not clubs, then classes that you can take and whatnot. So yeah, definitely plenty of opportunities. And along with that, the impact of sustainability, like I, I think I've been pleasantly surprised at how big herb is and the the dual degrees, how there's so many, how we say herbers, um, but sustainability is a huge thing that is on everyone's mind. I feel like at Ross, like even if you are interested in doing a dual degree through herb or season, and, and uh, it's also reflected in the course offerings as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was recently shocked by how many dual degrees there are, like different dual degrees there actually are. There are like 30 plus different options of doing an MBA plus something else. But the herbers are definitely most, most represented at Ross. They're loud and proud. <laughs> as they should be. Yeah. And it is so cool that for the same kind of impact that you want to create on the world, you can do so many things associated with the same thing. For example, even with the MAP projects, there were so many opportunities. For example, when you mentioned you work towards homelessness, there were projects which were actually about working towards homelessness, solving those kind of things. There were so many projects which were about sustainability. They were about local community restorations. And probably across the whole world as well. There were so many projects in Africa. There were so many projects in South America. There were projects in Alaska. 
and there are so many different opportunities so it is not just the different kinds of impact but the same impact in so many different ways which actually rounds up your experience your learning experience the kind of impact that you want to create and probably helps you explore yourself as well how do you want to create that impact so it is a really really good thing that you can do that at Ross at University of Michigan Yeah, I love that you talk about that. Um some of the international projects within MAP, I think most of them are part of the William Davidson Institute and even if you weren't put on one of those projects, you could actually still be involved with WDI and separately be involved with a project with them, which is just very awesome. I feel like a lot of conversations uh about Ross it's like all roads lead back to map. <laughs> map comes huge... up a lot in this room that is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> uh just because it's a it's a big draw for why people like want to come to Ross. Yeah. I know it was a big draw for me, but one thing I was really surprised when ranking my map choices, although I'm not doing a social impact focus map, I was really surprised at my rankings and looking at the actual projects that they had. Like these projects were they were cool. Mm-hmm. Um they were cool and they were real. There was just so diverse in terms of not only geography but the types of organizations like you were saying, different types of nonprofits and I was really surprised that even though I, you know, I'm coming from a nonprofit background and I'm switching to go into the corporate sphere, uh I still was like, wait, you know, my background would be perfect for this project. Like this would be such a cool way to uh you know combine my newfound business skills uh <laughs> or you, know. you shook your head saying that but no no I, I said that and i acted like i didn't believe that no they're there they're there um we, we go to class uh but you know taking taking this new experience that i've had and actually like pouring it back into things that i'm very passionate about still even though i'm not working in them um and they're very mission driven so yeah it was it was a really cool thing to see and the also the fact that a lot of the nonprofit uh or social impact uh, map projects were also again very competitive like people, people were very excited about it yeah. yeah people want to do it map is so cool because it does not necessarily be in the same line with your internship or probably the full time career that you are pursuing for example i'm working with a fund that's based out of africa in kenya and i'm actually evaluating financial services businesses which can contribute to local restoration out there in kenya so that is something really cool and That's that is so very cool. real because that fund wants to invest in businesses in kenya and we will be evaluating investment opportunities out there as you said it is a very real kind of impact and this is something that i'm not pursuing immediately after ross so at least i will have that experience right now so that this can contribute to my long term career Another opportunity I'd probably like to plug in is the Ross Open Road, wherein you can form a team of four. And shout out to our listeners, the applications closed this week. So you better <laughs> put in your applications. But yeah, you're essentially funded by four to just travel around America, find your own entrepreneurs that you want to help out, make impact, and it can be in any niche uh, that you'd like: uh, women-owned, black-owned, uh, food and beverages, sustainability. So. that's an interesting opportunity that ross provides as well that is going to be super competitive for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah i regret not doing that last year i think my internship started too early to do the complete mine um, does and i'm very road. sad about it yeah yeah but it sounds like i i heard great things about it so definitely would recommend all right thanks all now let's take a brief pause to hear from our uh, club sponsors isba Indian Subcontinent Business Association has been one of the largest affinity club at Ross. The club strives to create an incredible culture for our members and provide positive cultural and entertaining events for the larger Ross community. 
We have had some major events at Ross. One of those were the Diwali event at Necto, which was last quarter, and it was a big bash. We have another Holi event that's coming up in a couple of months. We have also had contributions at Taste of Ross, which is an event where we have cuisines from different parts of the world, and Indian subcontinent dishes were one of them. We also had Diya painting, Garba night, and Poker night. There are a lot of events that keep coming up from Isba. All we aim to do is provide a safe place to all people who identify or are allies from the Indian subcontinent and create a home away from home. Along with this, we make sure Ross gets to have a lot of fun. And a lot of fun has been had. Um, well, thanks, Isba, for sponsoring the episode. Um, definitely amazing club. Then we all have pre-Ross experience, which we talked about briefly. Can you expand what got you initially interested in social impact and how that has contributed to your decision of doing an MBA and particularly at Ross? Alexis, we can start with you. Yeah, I'll start. Um, so the piece of context that everyone needs to know for this story is that I'm a classically trained violinist, so I'm a musician. <laughs> uh, and so I've been playing, I've uh, been involved in music for the majority of my life. And I was a politics major at the University of Virginia. And I was like, I want to be a diplomat. I'm going to go work in a foreign country. It's going to be great. Uh, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> so I got involved in so many music things at school and I didn't know like arts administration was a career or, you know, working in the arts nonprofit field. And so as I was nearing uh, graduation and, uh, you know, had gotten rejected from Teach for America or whatever, uh, <laughs> decided not to go teach, um, decided not to go into politics. Um, and instead, I wanted to investigate what was it like to work for an orchestra. Uh, so what I did was I applied for some internships. I interned at the um, Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. Uh, with the National Symphony Orchestra doing operations. Um, and then further from there, worked at some other performing arts nonprofits and then landed at an organization called Washington Performing Arts, which is in D.C. And so I was a production coordinator working on 60 to 70 full-scale large events, performances, concerts. With uh, We did a wide variety of genres. So we did classical, jazz, world music, orchestras, gospel choirs, like you name it, we did it. So I was really interested in it because I was like, well, I'm a musician, I love music, and I love all the behind scenes aspects that goes into it. But when you are working, especially for arts nonprofits, uh, pretty much every arts nonprofit will have an education department or be seeking to get their programming really embedded into the communities in which they are um, existing in. So my job really became one, logistics and scheduling and, you know, caring for artists. How do I get them to D.C. and make sure they can perform to the best of their ability? But also, as a musician working in the music industry, like my musical background has given me so much in my life. It's just opened up so many doors and I've made so many great connections and lifelong friends. Uh, I've turned into someone who wants to pour that into others. And so a part of my work was also supporting our education department and our education programming with local DC schools um, and just making sure that music is more accessible and the performing arts are more accessible for people to learn, but also for people to enjoy in like concert halls. So that's how I got into nonprofits, basically. And I got a really <laughs> great cash course and to what it's like to work for an organization where we survived off of ticket sales grant funding and some government money, depending on what administrations in the White House. And so I had a friend who was working at a, a software company who didn't understand, like, he was like, what's your business model? And I said, <laughs> we ask people for money 
and we do it's things a that great they like. Business model. And he was like, I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> but it just goes to show like there are very passionate people who love the arts, who love spreading that to other and like I'm a full believer that the arts just make everything better and they're really important for the cultural and social vibrancy of any place on this planet. Um, so give the arts your money. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, I'm sorry. I just can't wait to hear more because (laughs) I'm becoming more involved in the art community here in Ann Arbor. What kind of art? Just all kinds of art. (laughs) All kinds of art. And like people at galleries here, um, and Cultureverse, which is really cool, but we should talk about that offline. (laughs) Um, This is turning into an arts podcast. No, it really really is. And, And I, I've like slowly been thinking more about what art means and how we take it for granted and how I've, I've even taken it for granted as an artist. And I don't think we think enough about how art and design can basically make a community feel the way it does. And I don't know, there's like a lot of impact there that I have yet to explore, but it sounds like you already have. <laughs> You know, market, marketing classes, that's definitely, uh, definitely comes into play for mm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Visuals and sounds. It's very, int- it's very important to business. It's, it's definitely, yeah. Um, okay. So I have always been about people. I think that was my, my interest. And in undergrad, I did a psychology major and, and then I took a African American music class and it was a white professor teaching this class. And it was mind blowing. Like, I don't know, that class changed my life somehow because this professor was able to to channel the African-American experience and pain through music and like sort of like a history sort of education. And then that got me really into learning about uh, sociology and So I did my double major in psychology and sociology, and I ended up doing a lot of research on residential segregation and homeownership inequalities. And I fell in love with this idea of what the home is and how where we live can determine a lot of our experiences in life. And I was about to go into a PhD program uh, at UC Irvine, actually, and I was close to starting And for some reason, I was still kind of looking around at what else I could potentially do, even though I I had already accepted this offer. (laughs) And ultimately, I decided I was going to decline the PhD program and work in homeless services instead for two years. And uh, that was just something that, I don't know, there was just this gut feeling of, I want to know more and I want to kind of be in touch with the people that at least from my view need the most support and understand their experience a little bit more so yeah and then i think first day on the job i was just like i love this community already but i know that i can't stay here because I feel like i have more to learn in order to support these people and create the change that I want to see for them. And eventually that's when I got into affordable housing, real estate development, actually creating and building out solutions for people that were formerly homeless, but also just low-income families as well. And I guess because I had 
always planned to go back to grad school. That was just, it, it was then a question of, okay, how is grad school going to continue the impact that I want to have on communities? And I kind of had to tailor it a little bit. I was like, okay, like how does money play a role in all of this? And what's special about affordable housing development, and most people might not know this, is that it's a public-private partnership, and it's one of the best public-private partnerships um, that we have in America, where this programming and all this money is put in place to create these solutions for um, low-income families. And you have investors and banks that are putting all this money into it, and they also get a lot of benefits from it. But it's pretty interesting. And I was trying to, my hope was to understand that a little bit more and to potentially work on the investor side of things, which I actually did get to experience. Um, but yeah, that's why I came here. <laughs> I want to plus one to something uh, Anna said was that you start out and you're saying you're really people focused and like really resonated with me because that was the entire reason why I became like a foreign affairs major in college. I was like, I loved learning about other people, learning about other cultures, um, and I feel like one people from a social impact background have that common thread of just like people are just very interesting to us or we just really love people. I f feel like a lot of people in social impact probably considered becoming a nurse at some point. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that love and interest in people. And I also find that that's also why people who are very interested in social impact are also very interested in Ross because the Ross community is just very people oriented, people focused you know, the Ross community is very, we all love each yes, other. <laughs> I very much agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think my journey was a little bit different. Started in political science. Yay. Yay. Uh, <laughs> then quickly decided not for me. Um, so I switched to computer science, which like lacked the itch that I had of like, how, what does, what does this mean for the wider world? Or like, what can that mean for my community? You know, you're programming all day long. Like it's not, not the most impactful job in the world in terms of social impact, at least. And so one of the things that I did during undergrad was like co-found an NGO that helped educate people approaching voting age about the political system back in my home country. That was a great experience. And then from there on really decided like, okay, so I have programming slash computing skills. How do I want to apply those? And kind of semi-accidentally, but nevertheless, like ended up working at UNESCO, working on like World Heritage website and uh, from there on, like moved over to a department that dealt with cultural diversity and and how we can support that. And those experiences definitely showed me like whatever skill set that you have, you can apply it in ways you know that are not not the easiest or or maybe not the most obvious ones, but that can equally satisfy your passions. And for me, that was a big driver of like I can go to business school, get a business degree, and then use those skills to then make the impact that I want in the world. And so, yeah, definitely happy to be here. I think I can plus one to a lot of that. So my motivation is towards working towards sustainability, but how it came about was earlier, I used to think a lot about nature and I just wanted to preserve the nature. Back in India, I got involved with something where I was working towards spreading awareness on sustainability along the banks of a river, the biggest river in India, River Ganga. And we were also cleaning the river. At that time, we realized that the impact of just having a polluted river was such immense that people were actually dying of diseases. People were drinking water that was actually stinking, like sewer water. That was their drinking water. So 
that kind of showed me that the impact is actually a lot on the people themselves and many of these people do not have the financial means to also switch to cleaner water or probably just avail some health services and these people cannot actually go ahead and clean the river or probably their surroundings because they are too focused on making a living for themselves the government does not have the money to actually spend on cleaning all of this because tax dollars are limited the citizens do not want to spend too much on taxes and the government does not have the money and basically it came to that probably businesses are the ones that can create the impact because they are generating profits and that is the best way to create impact and that's when i realized that i want to work towards that and i want to be investing into businesses which create such kind of an impact that actually got me to work at a private equity fund in india itself before ross but then i quickly realized that i don't have the skills <laughs> so the so the portfolio companies or the companies that i was working with they came to me with problems on sales marketing strategy tech i had no idea about all of those things because i was an engineering undergrad so i had no clue about all of that so th- that's when i decided that i want to do an mba and uh, i'm going for investment banking after that because there was another thing that i realized that i need to prepare myself for my long term career and that will come by actually building the network and skills from investment banking so that i could actually work towards uh financing sustainable businesses in the long term and yeah so it is really good how our personal motivations connect and then we are able to route our skills and build more skills over that to actually work towards our long term goal yeah it's amazing how it's these individual moments of contemplation like ana had or individual experiences which entirely give you a new passion and just change the trajectory of your life and decide all your decisions from then so it's about finding those experiences throughout your life connecting them and just ensuring that it all makes sense in the end for you yeah those things still gives me goosebumps like the kind of conditions that those guys were living in it was really really painful so that is something that still motivates me um, but i actually had another question for you alexis and nana so you also have probably something in your mind that you want to do but at ross specifically are you actually able to find some mentors or some professors that you are able to look up to that you think that they will be help you build some skills or give you more perspective on what you want to do i would say that one of my favorite professors here thus far was a uh, john branch our <laughs> core marketing professor <laughs> I <laughs> uh, just you know I'm going into marketing post MBA cuz I wanted to keep that creative streak in my career. Um uh, the arts made me a creative um working in nonprofit concert production made me really good at you know being a, a driver of projects and just being a producer of things. Uh so that's kind of lapsing into why I'm deciding to get an MBA and go into brand management uh for consumer packaged goods. But so that's kind of the direction i'm heading and i just had a whale of a time in his class it was just fun <laughs> engaging like if you get him for your marketing core he's the best uh but he he's definitely a professor that in the winter garden he's around talking to students even after the quarter we're still like hey professor branch how's it going but you know also you know the last day of classes he's like let me know where you guys are going or you can talk to me about your decisions how recruiting's going like you know i'm here for you and not only him but also several professors have offered that to us like even our our strategy or core strategy professor um Derek Harmon he also was like if you need to 
talk about your decision. I am here for you. So definitely the faculty support is here. Um, one thing that was pleasantly surprising. I feel like I'm consistently pleasantly surprised at the school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have very low expectations I, I going in. I did. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that's bad. I don't know. I was really looking forward to coming here. I'm really glad that I am here. Um, but one thing that's really great about Ross, uh, the MBA twos here are so helpful, like truly so helpful. And when it comes to mentorship, like, yes, there is faculty mentorship, but I've even found MBA twos who are becoming like, you know, some of my closest friends here that definitely have become also my peers and also like a mentor to me. Uh, and so I'm incredibly grateful and thankful for that because my recruiting journey was a lot easier just with their presence. So, yeah, and figuring out what am I doing and how am I going to do that? I think I agree because the community at Ross is so dense that you can actually engage with all your peers, MBA ones, MBA twos. Herbers, who we already <laughs> talked about, to actually learn about their experiences, learn about their motivations, and then actually chart our own path, perhaps. And that's really, really helpful out here. Also, too, there's a lot of um, students at Ross who might be leaving a career field that you are interested in. Exactly. So they're exiting and you're entering, and it's just like a great mismatch of being like, okay, we can talk about this and I can get more insight. Um, also, this school is just full of so many ambitious, driven, smart people. Oh my goodness. Just really wonderful. Type A's. Yeah. <laughs> gross. No, like they're just so driven, but also, you know, humble and just so interesting. Just, I don't know how admissions does it every year, but it's a huge, uh, it's a good mix. It's a good melting pot of yeah. unique individuals that are so inspiring to me. Like they make me want to go out of my comfort zone and be like, Oh, you know, why don't I go after this one project? Like my friend is doing X, Y, Z with this, you know, center. They're doing it. I can also do that. It's it's very inspiring for sure. Here's yeah. a shout out to our admissions committee. Hey, Yay. go admissions. We love you. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you know the, I don't know if you did this test at some point, the one where you're supposed to figure out your color. Yes. I yes. forget what it's called. But... Uh, it's the Michigan model of leadership um, is the yeah. one that is used here. Yeah. But a lot of us are yellow now. I think. Is, <laughs> is, that, is that the one? Sanger Leadership Center would like to have a talk with you. You've got <laughs> one color. Uh, no, I think in general, uh, yeah, you can definitely be a dominant color. There's a lot of yellows uh, or maize, whatever like you want to call it. Strengths finder. Yeah. If you've taken that yeah. test, I feel like a lot of us are the community collaborators, relationship yes, builders. Right. I'm not, actually. I was strong, like very strong on the red and blue, which is like <laughs> leadership and You get rational. things done. <laughs> Well, I might as well get good things done then. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I was just thinking about that because you were talking about, you know, how everyone's really helpful. Everyone is really helpful. And they like, I don't know. I feel like there's some some idea around people who are yellow and them just being friendly. But they've also accomplished a lot. And everyone here is just amazing. Um but in regards to the professors, I was trying to think of the professors that I've uh, spoke to the most. And I think the two that I, I've really enjoyed talking to is Ted London and Karnani. Um, so for Ted London, he's done a lot of international work. And so his base of the pyramid class was really interesting to me. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's just really insightful to, to understand poverty at a different level and a different scale. Um, and then Karnani, I think some of his class discussions are pretty interesting. Like he talks about how 
business can play a role in impact and whether or not it makes sense and if businesses should play a role on on impact um, versus if we should have more of the onus on government essentially and yeah i've really appreciated his classes and lastly probably my favorite professor is not within ross though Uh, her name is kit and she's in the architecture school, but she talks a lot about how the best type of real estate development is small scale community based development, um, which is something that I'm hoping to explore some more in the future. Another plug for a professor at Ross, um, Dave Mayer, who teaches oh. leading a good life. That is an actual class. Yeah. Yeah. Probably has yeah. been mentioned on this podcast before many times. Uh, but I took it and the whole class is about, you know, feeling good, being good and doing good. And so it's definitely is about like, you know, setting yourself up for success, but also thinking about how are you taking that forward into your career and your relationships and the world around you? I highly recommend that class. Do you I feel like you are it. leading a good life now? I feel like I'm leading a life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, business school is very, very hectic. It's We're intense. having fun. It's but yeah, no, I actually did get a lot out of the class. It was great. All of these professors are actually very inspirational, specifically on Ted London. He actually has a book, which is The Base of the Pyramid Promise. I'm really looking forward to reading that and also taking the course Leading a Good Life. That was one of the very, very exciting courses that I came here for. Oh, let's dive into our next sponsor. So Business Beyond Usual uh, is brought to you as well by the Michigan Code Academy. It's a club designed to help raw students establish and expand their technical skills. MCA strives to reduce barriers to students building their abilities in coding and data manipulation. Plenty of students already have experience in coding, and so you can always lean on some of that peer learning. Um, there have been training sessions in SQL or SQL, big debate, uh, and Excel. Uh, and later in the semester, they'll be covering Python. And so those are definitely good skills for some of the TO classes that we have. Um, Find Michigan Code Academy on campus groups, join and stay up to date with all their upcoming events and club partnerships. Thank you, Michigan Code Academy, for sponsoring the episode today. I'll be signing up for one of your workshops (laughs) soon. Next up is a topic on post-Ross careers. So can we expand a little bit on what you'd be doing there? Uh, Has social impact been a big decision factor for you in searching a, a good job fit? Yeah, I could go first. Um, So during my time here, the goal was to get into impact investing. And I did that. So my first year, I was uh, doing impact investing for small food businesses and then separately for housing and construction innovation, which was really cool. My first summer internship was impact investing for sort of like affordable housing development basically being on the other end of this process, but also some other small businesses, but they were all community development type finance opportunities. And I found out essentially that I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a good learning experience. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing. It's cool. Um, Everyone that I've worked with was really smart. You definitely do get to scale the impacts. You like you're, you're at this level where you basically funnel money places and it's, it's awesome. But I just couldn't do the day-to-day work. I mean, I could do it, but I wasn't enjoying it. And uh, I just ultimately decided, okay, it seems like I need to be a little closer to the community to feel, you know, good about coming to to work every day. <laughs> um, so for my second internship, um, 
also I'm a, I'm a dual degree with urban planning. I don't know if I mentioned that, but for my second internship, I worked with Guidehouse, which is a consulting firm, but I was with their public sector, uh, local and state government division. And I actually really enjoyed that. And I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of community input and engagement they were doing, uh, and that I was doing. And so I will be continuing with them for a little bit and we'll see where that goes. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So my my post MBA uh, sort of focus is going to be, like I said earlier, brand management for consumer packaged goods. Specifically, we would like to do food and Bev. Uh, This comes from my personal passion of baking and cooking. Uh, I come from a family that bakes a lot. I bake a lot here now that I have more time in winter A. And Um, you didn't bring anything. I didn't. It's been a busy week, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Hey, invite me on another one. All right. You know, we'll see. But um, so when thinking about kind of my background and being a, you know, a mission driven individual, I knew that streak wasn't going to go away. It definitely impacted my recruiting process. So it made me really look hard at which companies are out there in the CPG space that are doing real work in communities. Uh, what are their philanthropic efforts look like? What kind of initiatives are they doing? That's fun and creative, but also are actually doing something. Cause there is a lot of companies, obviously in the corporate sphere, they make pledges we don't know where that money goes. We don't know where that impact, if it actually is helping communities or not. You know, most average consumers are not looking up impact reports in their their spare time. But, you know, it, it really influenced how also I was talking to recruiters as well. So asking the questions like, what do these types of like social impact programs look like at your company? Or like, how do I get social impact roles or sustainability minded brand management roles at your company? Like, do those opportunities even exist? And if they didn't, I wasn't necessarily that interested in that company because I knew I wanted to keep that in there. And it's kind of like the, like, I don't know, the Tom's model of career choices, like one for one. I will earn your business money. I will do my job, but also I want my job to do better for someone else, even though I'm now working in a for-profit institution. So I will be interning this summer with a company that is very near dear into my heart. Just growing up summers, going to their amusement park. I'm going to be a marketing intern for the Hershey Company. And I'm very, very excited, not only because I really love chocolate, um, but also they have a lot of really cool um, initiatives that they've done. They did a really cool uh, program for Black Music Month last year. And their actual some of their candy bars, um, the packaging was designed by black designers from the Memphis area and it was mm-hmm. celebrating black music. So I come from the Washington, D.C. metro area. Go-Go Music's really big. And um, it was really cool to visit their offices and be able to see a candy bar with go-go music represented on the wrapper and you know it, it just the little things but but yeah it definitely impacted my recruiting journey and then long-term you know post mba being able to work in a role that is working in the cpg space but also with branded partnerships that are helping other organizations i think is the is the long-term goal that or maybe nonprofit consulting but we'll see yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think mine mine is very different. I think I focused most of my Ross journey on how, you know, business decisions are increasingly being made by algorithms, AI, and and all those layers. And so how are they biased by historical data and how can we counteract that bias? Like that's been a big focus of me. And so definitely something that I'm focusing on, you know, with my background plus this in business school, then like focusing on that in my career is going to be a big thing for me. So. I think that's really good that we all want to focus on perhaps different parts of the business or the kind of 
enterprise that we want to work with and how we want to contribute to that. For example, Anna, you want to be more hands-on. Alexis, you want to be more marketing-oriented and build more partnerships for the organization that you work in. Thomas, you want to work towards tech. I will be investing in such businesses <laughs> in the long term, perhaps. Thank you for your money. <laughs> <laughs> Vivek, how about you? I'm still hoping to get recruited quickly. So <laughs> next time I'm on this podcast, I'll be done with my, <laughs> my journey. <laughs> Well, thank you both, Alexis, Anna. This has been a great conversation. Um, just to take us out of here, Business Beyond Usual is brought to you by the Ross School of Business at the University of Michigan. Um, today's episode was produced by Arpit Sharma, Vivek Varma, and myself, Thomas DeClerc. Executive producers of BBU are Bob Needham, Thomas DeClerc, Michaela Terrell, Preston Hill, and Eugenia Collins. Once more, special thanks to Jonah Brockman, who did our editing today, and thank you so much for listening. Until next time, go blue, and this is Business Beyond Usual. Business Beyond Usual.